0: Com, I work the number four him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. This is the I work for him podcast.
1: Hey, thanks for tuning in to I work for him this afternoon. It is a beautiful afternoon. Just wanted to ask you to go out to our website and consider joining the I work for him nation. Go out to I work for him.com. That's I work the number four him.com. And click on the I work for him nation flag and just see what it's all about. What we're looking to do is to create an army of Christ followers across the nation who are engaging their workplace in prayer by praying for their coworkers and employees each and every day by name, by looking for ways to serve them over and above what your job requires, by looking for ways to befriend them outside of the workplace so that you can build a relationship, then looking for ways to pray with people when you notice they're having a rough day. But all along, being a person of excellence in your position so that nothing you do in your job takes away from what's going on in your heart with what Christ is at the center. That's the I Work For Him Nation pledge. Consider joining today. Go out to iWorkRam.com. Click on the I Work For Him Nation flag. You know, there's a push in seminaries around the country to start educating pastors on their role in equipping everyone for the mission field, those who go overseas, and the rest of us who go to work in a cubicle or in a ditch or on a in a truck every day. We're all called and we all the calling pastors who understand that all of our callings are on an equal level playing field in God's eyes are such a gift to the kingdom. That's why I get excited when I hear about amazing moves of God in higher Christian education, like what's happening at fuller seminary in California. Too many of us get jaded and think that God's abandoned the West coast of and California, the whole state. But I'm here to tell you that God is alive and well and moving in amazing ways to get his name known In the Golden State. Talk about exciting seminaries. How about Fuller Seminary and the Max Dupree Center for Leadership. I can't wait for you to hear about all that God is doing there. The Max Dupree Center for Leadership serves Christians in church and in the church and in the marketplace and helps them flourish in life and leadership through the integration of their faith into their work. We've got Mark Roberts with us today. He's the executive director of the Max Dupree Center for Leadership in Pasadena, California, and he's here to tell us more. Mark Roberts, welcome to I Work For Him.
2: Jim, thanks. I I really appreciate the chance to be on with you today. I love what you're doing. So great to be able to contribute a little today.
1: Well, I'm excited about what is going on there at Fuller. And and I know that there's just so much we won't be able to cover today, but I'm excited just to, you know, so many of us live in, in different parts of the country. All we hear about California is stuff we don't want to hear. That's why I want to be. (laughs) That's why. And we we hear about secession. We hear about three different states. We hear we just hear crazy stuff. But we know it's just great to hear. But we know that the Lord is moving there. But it's great to be able to highlight it so people know God is alive and well. And he hasn't abandoned any corner of this globe.
2: Amen to uh, that. Thank you. uh,
1: all right, before we get into what's going on at the Max Dupree Center for Leadership there at Fuller, I want to talk about you and how Jesus made an impact on your life. Talk about how you came to be a follower of Jesus.
2: You know, I, I like millions of people, I became uh, a follower of Jesus at a Billy Graham crusade, 1963 in Los Angeles. I was a six-year-old boy. Uh, my family went and I heard the gospel and told my parents I wanted to go forward, and they weren't sure I understood w- what it was all about. So I i guess I explained to them that I was a sinner and I needed Jesus, and so they figured that was good enough, went forward, and uh, as they say, accepted Jesus into my heart then, and have been uh, blessed to grow up in a family that was supportive and some great churches. So, But it all started there on the on the grass of the Los Angeles Coliseum, 1963.
1: Well, and a lot of us, you know, we, we understood salvation as young children. Yet when we turn into teenagers, you know, we get that third dimensional thinking, the third dimension of thinking, and then we start to, we have to solidify the faith. And instead of, you know, growing on our parents' faith, really start making it our own faith. At what point in your life did you really, did you see lordship come into action in your in your life?
2: You know, you're absolutely right, and it really was when I was in college. I I went to to Harvard College, which isn't exactly a place of uh, great support for the Christian life. I I felt very challenged in my faith and in a in a place of real desperation. Turned to the Lord, who made Himself known to me in a powerful way, and and then I got connected up with a number of really outstanding Christians there and intervarsity, and uh, was. But that was really the turning point of realizing both how much I needed the Lord and that I wanted to serve him with my whole life.
1: Well, so let's talk about, as we're talking today with Mark Roberts from the Max Dupree Center for Leadership at Fuller in Pasadena, California, talk to me about that call on your life. What is the call on your life? Talk to us about what specifically did God say, hey, this is what I want you to be doing.
2: You know, in that season of life, it, it, it wasn't as clear as, I want you to be a pastor, or I want you to do this. It wasn't that kind of call. But it was the sense that God had given me so much that I was the steward well. Uh, you know, I think in terms of the, the parable of the talents and that sort of thing, and the, and the idea that God had given me uh, just so many gifts, so many opportunities. Uh, living in this country, raised, you know, with a good family and a good education and, and great opportunity, and that I needed to use that well uh, for for the Lord, and, and that's really continued in my life. I mean, I'm I'm quite a bit older than I was in 1963, and uh, as are and all of us. I, I am, you know, I. I I want to faithfully steward what God has given me for His purposes and His glory. Now, over time, what has become clear in that is that one of the main ways I do that is through um, really teaching the Scripture, whether it's as a pastor, as a pastor for a number of years, or whether it's through devotions that I write, or books I write, or speaking or whatever, Uh, I, I, I love to teach the Scripture, but then really to tie it into people's lives so they can live it. As well as believe it, so it's, it's stewarding my, uh, God's gifts, and it's especially teaching the Scripture in a way that makes a difference.
1: Yeah, your job. How how did you? Well, let me just ask this question. I'm going I'm to ask a different question to start with. Yeah. A lot of us have Scripture verses that really make a big impact on our lives, and as you're mm-hmm. the executive director of the Max Dupree Center for Leadership there at Fuller in Pasadena, California, and I say that so people know here's where we're talking. Has there ever been a you know, life verse? Do you have a life verse that drives you?
2: You know, the one that's really um, been huge for me, at least in the last 10 or 15 years, is Ephesians 2.10. You know, we're, we're mostly really familiar with Ephesians 2.8 that says we're saved by grace through faith and not works. Uh, but Ephesians 2.10 continues the thought. It says that, you know, we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, that we should walk in them. Now, it's clear we're not saved by our works. We're saved by grace through faith. But when when we say yes to the Lord, we are newly created in Christ for a life of good works. And that's not just the things we do on Sunday or in our family. That's that's really the whole of our life, whether in the workplace or community, neighborhood, whatever we're doing, uh, our classrooms, uh, you know, on the soccer field it's a whole life lived for the Lord. And and that has really motivated my own life in the last uh, in a couple of decades. And, and also the work that I do for the Depree Center at Fuller.
1: Well, let's talk about the Dupree Center at Fuller, because it is, you know, a lot of people across the country don't know about it. So what is the Max Depree Center for Leadership?
2: Okay. So we're a part of Fuller Seminary that's in Southern California. We're in our Seventieth year uh, a seminary committed to Christ and to Scripture, and then to the world, and really making a difference for the kingdom in the world. The Max Dupree Center for Leadership is a is a you know a small part of Fuller Seminary, and our commitment is to work with leaders. But I, I need to say we we understand leadership broadly, because, you know, just about everybody. Is a leader in some context or another. I mean, some are leading big institutions, organizations, some are leaders, you know, in their family, their neighborhood, with their friends, in their classroom. And so when we speak of serving leaders, we really think of just about everybody in the places God gives them to lead. And, and our, our desire is to see people live out their faith in the places of leadership to which is, God has called them, and especially in the workplace. Uh, wherever it is they work. And and that, you know, as you said earlier, that can be a a ditch or an office or a workshop or a store. It can be, you know, the kitchen at home or wherever it is people are called to work. Uh, We want them to see their work as part of what God has called them to do and to be and really understand that their whole life is for His purposes.
1: Mm, And that is a permanent paradigm shift. When people understand Romans 12, 2, and they put it into action. Hmm. You know, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And that's what you're talking about. Just allowing our thinking to change. All right, we're talking with Mark Roberts. He's the executive director of the Max Dupree Center for Leadership at Fuller Seminary out in Pasadena, California. As I said at the beginning of the show, I love I love, love, love it when I hear about seminaries across the states equipping pastors to understand that all of us out here in the marketplace, in our workplaces, need to be equipped with being prepared to go to our mission field every Monday morning. As we talk with Mark Roberts, we're going to bring in a couple of people talking about the impact of the Max Dupree Center for Faith, Center for Leadership on their lives. Mark, here's another question for you. How did God move you? Well, we're... How did, God, yeah, how did God move you to the Max Dupree Center for Leadership?
2: Uh, you know, it, it, I, I, at every stage of my life, when God has called me to something new, I begin by uh, resisting and thinking it's impossible. But it was really, it, it was God's gracious work in my life. Many conversations with Mark Laverton, the president of Fuller Seminary, laying out the vision for the seminary. But I'll tell you what really drew me most of all was mark laverton who was at that point the new president of fuller talked about vocation in a way i had never heard a seminary president talk about it he said you know that that every christian has a calling and and so it's it's not just that the pastors do or the missionaries every christian does and so the role of the seminary is to train uh, pastors if they're to be pastors to help their people discover and live out their vocation but also fuller has about half of our graduates go out into the marketplace and so they're theologically prepared to live their life you know not in a church not as a pastor and so it was that holistic view of vocation that really excited me and, and drew me to fuller hmm.
1: i love that i love it so the mission for Max, to, for the Max Dupree Center for Leadership, just really quickly, what is the mission as you operate this as executive director every day?
2: Well, the, the mission for us is really—it's. I mean, our vision is to see uh, Christian men and women throughout the marketplace, throughout the world, living each moment as disciples of Jesus Christ, whole life discipleship, and especially in the workplace because that's a place we've tended to to uh, sometimes ignore our discipleship. So the vision is seeing them do this. The vision is then seeing the church, especially being equipped to help people for that whole life discipleship and especially in the marketplace. So our mission is to find ways we can help individuals and find ways we can help the church in its work of discipleship so that millions of people are living their faith every single moment.
1: Mm, I love that. Now, we've got a couple of guests calling and people that have been impacted by the ministry of the Max Dupree Center for Leadership there at Fuller Seminary in Pasadena, California. You want to introduce our first guest?
2: Sure. Our first guest is Breon Wells. He's a, a dear friend and colleague, a brother in Christ. He's got this amazing work he calls the Daniel Initiative. You can find that online. Uh, he is involved in so many different things, but kind of his passion, again, is to see the kingdom lived out in daily life, to see the kingdom impact everything in our world, and to see people understand that if they're in the marketplace, that's where they work. They're what Brian calls marketplace ministers. And so he's a great colleague and friend, contributes to the Depree Center, and we encourage each other. and I'm thrilled that he's on today.
1: Brian, welcome to I Work For Him.
3: Thank you. Thank you, Jim. And, and thank you very much, Mark. How much did that's... you
1: pay him to say all those nice things? That's
3: what I... <laughs> you know, I, that's the wonderful thing about Mark is everything he does, he's very genuine and intentional. And so it, it's been a pleasure for the oh. Daniel Initiative to partner with the Master Pre Center and specifically with Mark because um, he brings a lot that the kingdom, um, you know, a lot of what's best in kingdom life.
1: Well, and I want to talk about the Daniel Initiative, but I want to first get your connection to the Dupree Center for for Leadership there at Fuller Seminary. How did you get connected there?
3: Yeah, so um, I went to Messiah College for undergrad, and I had a friend named uh, Janelle Austin who is currently um, at Fuller you know, and, and leads the Pennell Center. Um, and Janelle had known of kind of this vocation of Marketplace Ministry and what the Daniel Initiative was doing, and she actually connected Mark and I. Um, together. And so, you know, as soon as I had moved out there, Mark and I sat down and had lunch and and uh, really it was the beginning of, of, you know, brotherhood, a fellowship, but also a, a space of connections where we were moving in mutual um, in the same path and this kind of synergy. And so we started to really talk about how we can expand this movement and this, this awareness of what marketplace ministry is or faith at work. And then as well, you know, how we can increase the uh, lens and the scope of that across the body.
1: So you had already started the Daniel Initiative when you got connected to Mark Roberts at the Dupree Center for Leadership. Talk to us about the Daniel Initiative. This is kind of like a bonus round because we get to highlight another ministry that's going on here in the United States. Talk to us about the Daniel Initiative
3: yeah so the daniel initiative um actually you know I, I led a prayer group in messiah college and it was at that space that um kind of god began to tear down my understanding of this whole sacred versus secular um you know the walls exist really only in our nomenclature and only in our minds but if the earth is the lord's and the fullness thereof then faith infuses in every space of our life including the workspace um and so uh, when I left Messiah College, you know, I, I went through <laughs> kind of my Moses in the Wilderness experience where God was very intentional in teaching me and training me um, how to incorporate my faith in workspaces. Um, and so I started on Capitol Hill working for, uh, you know, a congressman, oh. a senator. Um, and, so. and Wait, You went right into the
1: frying pan is what you're saying. You, I you,
3: did. You... Wow. Uh, absolutely. But, but, you know, God is always faithful in when he... Ushers us into a season. It it's um, never without a season of preparation, right? And so this this, this heavy season of, of prayer and getting to know God and God sharing His thought process on how these things work was kind of the the teaching season. And then yes, yeah, I went into the testing season. Um, and for me, the Daniel Initiative we built it. You know, our mission is to support, equip, and train what we would call. Uh, marketplace ministers, Christian visionaries, Christian professionals, whichever way you want to um, identify it. And specifically, more specifically, the Daniels, the Esther's, the Joseph's. Those were called outside the church context, and it was by their excellence that they won people over and actually changed systems. Um, and so we believe that not only do hearts and minds have to be converted, but systems also, if they belong to the Lord. You know, how are we impacting and taking over the educational mountain? How are we impacting arts and entertainment? How are we leading in the realm of government? You know, if uh, a kingdom is this thing where it has the answers and solutions, and we are his vehicles. So our gifts are our pulpit, right? Our gifts are the spaces that God uses to bring men not only to a knowledge of him, but then to empower them to do What, um, like he said to Moses, what's in your hand? That's right. (laughs) And Moses has this staff. And so, what's in your hand? What's the capability that you have to be able to expand this kingdom conversation?
1: That's right. Okay. So just hang on a quick second. We're talking about the Max Dupree Center for Leadership today out of Fuller Seminary. And we've got Mark Roberts on. He's the executive director of the Max Dupree Center for Leadership. And one of the interconnections, one of the kingdom connections that has been made is between the Max Dupree Center for Leadership and the Daniel Initiative, which is Breon Wells. He, are you the executive director there? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I found okay. it, yeah. Okay, right. so <laughs> I, I, I didn't look up your title. I, I should have paid better attention when we were connecting on LinkedIn a half an hour ago. I should have said, hey, <laughs> I should have written that down. I apologize. No so talk to me about that connection. How has working alongside Mark Roberts and the rest of the staff and the people at the Max Dupree Center for Leadership from Fuller Seminary, How is that Connection helped you and the Daniel Initiative to make an even bigger impact, especially when you play in the playing field of politics in Washington, D.C.?
3: Yeah, so um, I think, you know, I'll start by saying my intersection in government is me kind of putting my money where my mouth is, right? It's one thing to say, do good works, Marketplace Ministers. It's another to lead by example. And so me owning that space is my contribution to this broader Work, but the reason the the, the pre center and more specifically um, my connection with Mark has been so impactful um, is is for a, a number of reasons. Um, you know, I, and I think Mark would say the same thing. I, I think we um, uh, he's he's an older uh, uh, Caucasian version of me, and I think I'm a younger African American version of him. We have. You know, we have fed off each other mutually and in this space it has caused us not to just be able to expand with our connections this uh, general concept of marketplace ministry but then the need for diversity you know mm-hmm. the need for access we come from uh, different spaces and backgrounds but coming together has in some ways increased our scope of well, what we're really, looking at when, and this when, mission space
1: when you look at the cultural differences it, it Regardless of the culture that we've all been raised in this call on our lives to bring out our faith in our work, that's been there all along. And I think people and, and that's that spans the cultural boundaries. Brian, we are out of time for this segment, but I want to thank you for calling in. I would like to say, what, let's. I'm going to contact you after the show today, and I want to do a whole show talking about the Daniel Initiative because I think there's enough there that we Obviously. need to let people know what's going on. But, Brian Wells, thank you for calling in. Thanks for your – just telling us how the Max Dupree Center for Leadership has made an impact on you and the Daniel Initiative. Thanks for taking time today.
2: Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Brian.
1: Yeah. Hey, Mark talking with Mark Roberts from the Max Debris Center for Leadership at Fuller Seminary. And you're like, Jim, seminary? I'm telling you, Fuller Seminary is killing it in equipping pastors and those that graduate from there with all different kinds of degrees. They're equipping people to rec, those that are going to be in leadership, those that are in ministry, vocational ministry, to understand that their job is not to build their own kingdom within four walls, but their job is to equip the saints as they go out into the kingdom, into building the kingdom every day in their designated mission field, their calling. That's what I love about Fuller Seminary. A couple years ago, we did an interview with Todd Bolzinger. Canoeing the Mountains was his book that he wrote, and it's ever since then I've been tracking with Fuller Seminary, hearing about the incredible things. We've got Mark Roberts on the line with us today. He's the executive director of the Max Dupree Center for Leadership at Fuller Seminary. Now, I don't know if you guys all know this stuff, but I'm just learning it. Seminaries and schools have these like centers Center for Faith and Work, Center for This and That. And these guys have a Center for Leadership. And I want you to hear Mark's passion about this because it relates to everything we talk about. And I work for him. And it's a place that you guys can engage with online. All you got to do is go to d dpre.org d, d-, pre- d- e- p r e e.org Mark Roberts, welcome back to iWork for him. Thanks, Jim. Talk to me about the Max DePre Center for Leadership. Who is this for? And
2: and what yeah. does it help? Well, it it, uh, it it it's for leaders, but as I as I mentioned a little earlier in the program uh, we, we see just about everybody's leaders I mean I suppose a, a newborn baby isn't yet a leader but is a potential leader but, but they you know, control people leaders, though families <laughs> friendship groups neighborhoods churches and then of course businesses and in government uh, and, and so we see ourselves as basically serving everybody in in their leadership which is a form of work uh, and you know it's it, it's your tagline so we won't uh, we won't steal it but I work for him that's really at the the, the the core of our mission: we want people to see that everything they're doing in life is for the Lord, and and can be empowered by Him and guided by Him. And so, uh, uh, so our 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 work, our mission, is to help people understand that and live it, and to help churches do a better job of encouraging people in in everyday discipleship.
1: You know, and one of the things that. I love about Fuller Seminary is that you guys are equipping the, the next generation of pastors and missionaries, people that are going to be in, in full-time vocational church-related church, uh, related mm-hmm. ministry to help them understand that their job is equipping, that their mm-hmm. job is to send us all out in the mission field. My question I asked this a couple of times as we've talked with Fuller over the the couple of years, and I asked Todd Bolzinger this right after he wrote his book. I'm like, okay, it's great that you guys are doing that for this generation. How much of your interaction at the Max Dupree Center for Leadership is with former graduates that didn't get taught this idea and need to have, they just need to see the scriptures opened up before them to see this desperate need?
2: You know, Quite a bit, actually. So earlier this year, uh, the the Fuller Magazine that sent out to all of our alums and, and grads uh, had a the focus of the whole magazine was on work, and it was it was an issue that we in the Depree Center work closely with our, our colleagues at Fuller Magazine to put out. So that's you know one way we can really help people catch a new vision for for discipleship and work. We also produce a daily devotional called Life for Leaders that goes out to uh, over 5,000 people each morning. Many, many of those people are fuller alums and grads, but it's open to anybody. It's free for anybody. And it's really a way to help people connect Scripture, faith, work in a prayerful way so that they can be formed in Christ to live for Him in everything they do. And, and that's one of the things that we uh, make available to people. By the way, any of your listeners could go to the pre website and sign up for Life for Leaders it's uh, it's a great devotional to help people connect faith and work in, in, in everyday life.
1: It is a good one. I love it. And I got a copy of that magazine. Somebody forwarded it to me. Mm. It wasn't one I had. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is phenomenal. I love yeah. this. We got to get back engaged with Fuller Seminary. D e p r e e dot eorg That's how you guys can get signed up for that. All right. We've got somebody else who's been impacted by the Max Dupree Center for Leadership. We've got Maria Ovando-Gibson. I know she didn't tell me to say that, but I just want to. Ovando-Gibson. She is a former professor at Fuller, and we've got. she's got a story to tell. Maria, welcome to I Work For Him.
4: Thank you, Jim. Good to be on your program. Well, I'm just excited to hear your
1: connection. Being a professor, a former professor, are, you're not. You're no longer a teacher at Fuller. Is that correct?
4: Uh, no, not at this time. I worked okay. as uh, I graduated from Fuller. I have a, a Master of Divinity, and back in the day, they had a one-year specialization in Christian formation and discipleship, so I have that, as well as a doctorate in theology with an emphasis in practical theology.
1: Wow. So what do they—okay, all of us that will never, ever be able to get a doctorate—is it really possible to have practical theology? Absolutely.
3: So Absolutely. What does it mean? So it, is. it
1: mean, Maria? Pardon me. What does it mean?
4: What it means is that we have been trained um, somewhat in an interdisciplinary process that begins with a descriptive of. For example, what is the current reality of your church? Where are you in discipleship? We take a look at that and then we compare it to perhaps what the Bible says about that historical context. And then we go into what we call strategic theology, whereas having compared this to where you are to other disciplines. How do we now develop a strategy for your discipleship to go forward in your church? So it really is practical theology is somewhat of a process that you can apply to really anything, any any work, any type of um, ministry. It's more of a process. That's how I would describe it. Okay.
1: All right, we're talking with Maria Ovando Gibson. She's a former professor at Fuller Seminary, and she's also got connections to the Max Dupree Center for Leadership there at Fuller Seminary. Maria, what is that connection? How did, how do you see, well, i me just just answer that first question. What's your connection to the Max Dupree Center for Leadership?
4: Uh, A few weeks ago, actually, one of my students, I went back to Fuller, and now I am working as a vocation formation group leader. One of my students is the marketing uh, director at the Dupree Center, and she invited me to an event called A Seat at the Table. And this is especially for women entrepreneurs. And I am now beginning a new business, and so I attended. Jim, I cannot tell you how absolutely wonderful, it was to go to a program for women that are in business, just beginning business, just entering business. And so I got reconnected with the Dupree Center through that event.
1: I love that. A seat at the table specifically designed for women entrepreneurs. Do you know what the website is for that? Because that one's got to be highlighted.
2: You can find that that if if they go to the Dupree website. Yep. you can find the resource we created that's called "A Seat at the Table."
1: Oh, that's what they'll get it. So, right on the Depree website, d e p r e e dot org, Depree dot org. A seat at the table. Sorry, Maria, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that sounds exciting, and I love it because here's something that I've been, I've been, Martha and I will celebrate 32 years of marriage this week, and I know that men and women are different. I know after 32 years, I think that's just an amazing fact, but they also think differently. And I love the fact that you're focusing on the needs of entrepreneurial women, uh, Mark Roberts, at the at the Dupree Center for Leadership through this a seat at the table because women just they they have a lot of different things they deal with because many of them are moms and many of them are wives and they battle differently with those things. Other you know whereas men we could just segment our life and and it <laughs> doesn't bother us. You know it, it just it's just different. Maria, talk to us about. You know, you said you just you're you're starting a new business. What, what's going on? How, what's the Lord doing in your life right now?
4: Well, I'll tell you. I've worked as a discipleship and teaching pastor for three congregations, and what I noticed was that when I began to teach um, the congregants, for example, skills on how to how to actually study the Bible on your own. It was like, all of a sudden, this dry sponge that couldn't soak up enough, enough water, and they just were so thirsty to have somebody come in, not just to give them a prepared Bible study, but to teach them how to actually study the Bible. And the same thing now at seminary, what I noticed with some of my students is they've come in uh, usually from another field, not specifically ministry, but they have felt a call to work, a pause, so they come to seminary, and they really don't have a background in religion or theology, and they're really wanting more than just the Greek and the Hebrew, but how do I personally connect? Mm -hmm. How do I personally hear God's voice through Scripture? And so what I'm doing is I am creating my own business. It's called Nourish to Flourish, and it's going to be cultivating practices for discipleship. And so they will be courses that will actually enable you to learn the the skills, for example, inductive Bible study, the skills that you yourself can dig in and can really get the most out of Scripture and have a sense that you are listening to it, not for information, but for transformation. I love that. And I love
1: the fact that being connected to the Max Dupree Center for Leadership is going to encourage you. And I and I want to touch base back with you maybe six months from now to hear how a seat at the table has impacted you and this ministry, Nourish to Flourish. I love that idea. Maria, we got to talk again about that and as as the Lord has moved and as God has used the Max Dupree Center for Leadership uh, just in your life. Thanks for calling in today, Maria. I really appreciate
4: it. Thank you, Jim.
1: Mark Roberts, that's got to be exciting as the executive director for the Max Dupree Center for Leadership to hear that one of your – how has a seat at the table been going on?
2: Well, we we put out – you know, we put out that publication uh, right at the end of last year. And and the idea is that many – if you use the language – many women have traditionally been setting the table of leadership – but they, it's time for women to have a seat at the table of leadership. And uh, so we put out this publication and it really caught on. People are very excited. And it's really, the core of anything we do is really the biblical teaching. So we look at biblical examples and teaching of women who are, are empowered for leadership. And, and what does that mean for women today? Uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, we're, we're really committed at the pre Center to serving all of God's people and so we're, we as I mentioned with Breon, we really w- are concerned about issues of, of racial justice and, and including the voices and, and the leadership of people of color. Same with women. Uh, women are some, some of the women I work with are, well, like Maria, are some of the most amazing leaders I know. And uh, we want to not only encourage them, but then uh, sort of go out into the broader right. marketplace and into the church and, and encourage who, women to use all the gifts God has given them.
1: I know we've been cramming a lot into these segments today, but we're talking with Mark Roberts from the Max Dupree Center for Leadership at Fuller Seminary in Pasadena, California. And there's multiple reasons why I wanted you guys to get aware of this resource at the Max DePree Center for Leadership, which you could find online at Dupree, D-E-P-R-E-E dot O-R-G. First of all, there's there's daily devotionals. There's a magazine that you can get access to. Uh, there, there's just so many resources out there for men and women to be better equipped for facing their their for facing their workplace by bringing their faith to the forefront, and, and I just loved the resource and I wanted you guys to know about Mark Roberts. It was so fun to hear from Breon and so fun to hear from Maria. You guys are making a big impact at the Max DePriest Center for Leadership, and it's not just in one area; it's really spread out, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it, it, it is, and, and partly because. You know, God has brought us some amazing people to partner with, like Brianna and like Maria. I mean, they're just extraordinary. So, you know, we get to, to, to encourage them and and partner and team up with them, and you know, and then they also help us broaden our ministry. As, you know, in, in terms of the uh, the kind of people that we want to serve, I, I mentioned we want to serve um, all of God's people, and and it's great to get uh, leaders who are. Um, people of color or women or, 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 or folks that aren't just like me to, to help us really get the word out wide and, and to encourage and support and learn from people so that we can really be the people of God together and unified in the work of living in the world and in the marketplace for the kingdom.
1: All right, so here's my question for you. You, you were a pastor, and how many different churches were you a pastor?
2: I was a pastor in two different churches, associate pastor for seven years and senior pastor for 16 years.
1: Okay, so... Let's just pretend that some of our listeners were going to your church and you didn't quite get this whole I work for him thing. You didn't get Mm -mm. this. You didn't get the whole idea that your role was to equip me to go, that that missionaries weren't just the people that we sent overseas and pastors weren't just the ones that sat in the pulpit, that, that pastors and missionaries are all of us going to our workplace. How can I, as a I work for him listener, approach my pastor to have this conversation to say, I desperately need to be purposefully equipped so that I can be vibrantly effective in bringing my faith to my workplace. Can you help me? How do they have that conversation?
2: That's a great question. And I'll tell you, this is just from my experience as a a senior pastor, the best thing to do is to invite your pastor to lunch or for coffee, whatever, preferably in the context of your workplace if you can. Now, not everybody can do that. But I, I had so many people in my church in Southern California who'd say, you know, hey, can you, come, you know, let's have lunch. Come by my work and I'll show you what I do. And and so if you invite the pastor in and, and not to say, hey, pastor, you know, here's a whole bunch of more stuff you got to do. But just I, I'd like to share with you the challenges and opportunities of, of my faith as I, as I, you know, in my workplace and. It's it's about relationship, and it's about learning, and it's about growing in that relationship with a pastor. And that, that can help pastors who maybe aren't thinking about the workplace begin to have new perspectives. So that's, hmm. that's where I would start. it's uh, good work. Yeah.
1: Well, and how do we communicate to the pastor that we're not asking him to start a new program? Because this right. isn't a program. I mean, this is, I mean, it's not a program. Faith and Work right. is not a program. I mean, it's a whole life discipleship applied to our workplace how do we communicate to listen pastor i'm not trying to ask you to start a new program i I just i just know that my faith is important in my work that i have a call to be an insurance agent a used car sales guy an electrician you know and and that's my calling i just need to know how to connect the two what i hear on sunday with what would i do on my nine to five
2: right well and and you're right it's it's it, not a new program it, it, I mean there can be programs but a lot of it is just a, a new awareness uh, so and and then that that flows into already existing things so that in the the prayers and a worship service there may be a, a different way of praying for people in the context of their work and their daily work or or interviewing somebody who' Who uh, is living out his or her faith in their workplace, their quote unquote secular workplace, and asking them what it means to be a disciple of Jesus there and praying for them? Uh, it's its easy. You know, another resource I should mention, and you've had folk from Made to Flourish on your show, but yes, Made to Flourish.org uh, with Tom Nelson and he's the, the president, Amy Sherman. They, they do great work with pastors in particular. So if there's a pastor out there who's saying, man, I'd like to learn more about this. Uh, we've got some stuff for pastors, but May the Flourish is just doing a fantastic job.
1: And they've got thousands of pastors there, so you can hear from a pastor's perspective. But that's why I wanted you to share, because you, you've been a pastor. You've been a pulpit pastor. Right. You, you've, you've led a congregation, and so you've seen some of this. How Did you ever get a chance to do, like, commissioning services for the everyday worker there in your in
2: your church? Oh, man, you're hitting a pain point on me. Well, I'm not meaning to throw you under the bus. I just asked a question. Not enough. So we would, we would do that, but... We for some, like we would do that for teachers and police officers and you know, but for some reason we didn't do it for lawyers and bankers and you know and and I I look back on because I was very much engaged with people in the workplace, but I didn't quite have the I work for him perspective that I have now, which is you know it's it's everybody so. I often wish I was had a chance to do for a bit of a do over, mainly for this thing, because it would have been so great to be able to be even more intentional about encouraging people in their workplace. So like I can say I visited them, I had sermon illustrations from work, but we could have done a better job, really helping people understand in a deep way that what they do every day is a part of their service to the Lord.
1: We're talking with Mark Roberts from the Max Dupree Center for Leadership at Fuller Seminary in Pasadena, California. Mark, we've got a few minutes left and I really want to talk about how people can engage and the things that they you know, we got a lot of listeners all over the world. Uh, and, and we've got even some people listening to iWork Room in California, because like I said, California is not a lost cause in God's eyes, which I love that. And I and I don't say that yeah, I don't say that tongue in cheek. I say it because everybody I talk to is worried that there is a mass exodus of everybody who's a Christ follower out of California because they can't stand the climate that you operate in. Talk, talk to us about how have you seen God working there in California?
2: Well, you know, it is interesting because I've lived in the Bible Belt and I've lived in California. And when it's when it's more challenging to be a Christian, that kind of sifts it. So if, if you're just going to be a uh, uh, a lukewarm Christian. California is not a good place for you. If you're going to be a committed Christian, <laughs> it's a great place. For you. So, for example, in the context of my work, I work with uh, literally hundreds of people in the Bay Area, in Silicon Valley, in San Francisco, uh, which is known, you know, to be not particularly friendly to believers. And yet, these are vital, creative, uh, committed Christians who are doing God's work in companies that we all know about i mean there are there's a there's a, a strong vital organization of christians in apple and uh we we work with one one of their leaders of that organization so um it, it's not a place if you just want to sort of play around with the faith but if you want to be committed uh you know this is exactly the kind of environment in which uh, faith needs to grow and will grow and there's some great churches out here Great resources, great believers. So, uh, yeah, not everybody's leaving, and and God is not leaving, and and He's put us here for His purposes. So we're we're trying to be faithful with that.
1: That was well said. And, and really, here's the term we use on, on I work for him: and lukewarm. You know, Christian people kind of like, well, what does that really mean? I, we use the term "mamby pamby weenie butt Christians." People that just all uh, right. Yeah, no yeah. more. There's gonna that's gonna be a T-shirt one day. Martha's gonna make no more Mamby Pamby weenie butt Christians, and then people yeah. are gonna send me an email. I can't believe you said that on the air again today. All right, so what's next for the Max Dupree Center for Leadership there at Fuller Seminary? What's next?
2: You know, it's just continuing to grow in the opportunities that God is opening up for us. Uh, some of those I've mentioned that that a lot of the faith work conversation historically has been with sort of upper middle class. Sort of white men who are now in their sixties, people like me. Uh, that's been great, but there's such a hunger. There's a hunger among millennials who really want to be integrated in their their whole life, you know. So their faith and work. There's there's a hunger among women. To be encouraged in their workplace and their leadership, you know, whether whether it's in a, in a business setting or a church setting, a home setting, whatever it is, uh, great opportunity, great need, great need to be working on issues of racial inclusion and, and justice in the context of our workplace. You know, we often think politics and, and laws and, and all that, and, and that is important. But each of us where we are, we have opportunities to make a real difference for the kingdom in terms of the, the, the way we are and the way we relate to one another and the inclusiveness of our lives. And so we're, we're really stepping into those things as we continue to want to encourage individuals. We're developing uh, devotional work. We're doing more and more with entrepreneurs. Maria mentioned that and, and really trying to step into the opportunities that God's opening up for us, which are vast so that we can encourage individuals to live their, their faith in every moment of life. I work for him, that that perspective, and then continue to help the church do a better and better job of discipling people for their everyday life and for their work.
1: Right. Mark Roberts with the Max Dupree Center for Leadership at Fuller Seminary in Pasadena, California. Thanks for being on I Work for Him today. Thank you. Make sure you check them out online, O-R-G. If you're looking for some resources, looking for some new ideas, looking for some encouragement on a daily basis, DEPREE.org. We'll have that on our Facebook later on in the day. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace, it's my mission field. But ultimately, I work for Him.